This is the Intercot Insider Live, episode number 116. Along with me tonight, I've got Jason. You know him, you love him as Figmod. Hey, Jason. Hi there. Good to see you. And Cindy Giacomo, live from Florida. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Hey, good evening to everybody here on the Facebook Live platform and out there in podcast land, USA. It's good to have you along with us. Oh, and Katerina's with us tonight in the background, if you can't see her. Say hi, Katerina. Hi. Good to have you, Kat. Uh we decided to do a uh, Sunday night episode here. Uh, we're going to cover a little bit of news and also look for your user questions. So start thinking them up, uh, and we'll be taking them a little bit later in the show. But without further ado, I'd say we jump right in and start looking at the news. And with that, you know him, you love him. Jason, what's going on in the world of D right now? Hi there. Um, hey. So, hi. Uh, hey. So, probably the biggest thing uh, we'll start off with tonight. Uh, it had, we had talked about it a couple podcasts back, uh, only through permits that had been filed, but the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin has now announced they are building a third tower, uh, confirming basically everything we knew before from the permits, before the announcement. Uh, it'll replace the tennis courts over by the Swan. Uh, right. currently, um, we have got the concept art up on the boards that they released in the press release. Uh, it will be a 14, uh, story tall tower. Uh, but so far there has not been a different name announced for it. Uh, so it might be just an extension of the swan since that's what it's closest to. Right. Um, a lot of emphasis on meeting space, there being more meeting and conference rooms added, um, so this is the one that uh, a, a few months ago when we were talking about it looked like the office building, right? In, in Washington D.C. or something. Correct. Yes. Right. So still does. Still does. <laughs> um, still looking a little conferency. Uh, so we were looking at it pre-show and kind of, um, you know, I thought, well, they have a little bit of the coloring possibly of the buildings in it, but. Uh, it doesn't look like they have a whole lot of theming. Also, it doesn't look like they really have balconies or anything like that. So that's yeah, it's a uh, it's a different look. It, it reminded me a little bit of the um, uh, that was it the Adventura, but the one Universal. Hey, Universal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's kind of got that same sort of exterior, like like all glass exterior. Right. But at least theirs had a unique form to it. This one is just very boxy. Um, so that will be interesting to see if that's what they stay with. Um, now this is going along with a very big renovation to the Swan and Dolphin themselves, uh, where they're redoing all the lobbies. Uh, so maybe this will be part of a more updated look, um, once all that's finished. Um, but so far I don't think there's anything they've announced to the exterior of the two buildings that would make it match this, um, you know, there may we may start to see more of that uh, kind of general look in their lobbies and in their interior designs. Right? Didn't didn't they? Uh, I, I mean, I was there not too long ago, and I thought they had updated the rooms, at least from what I had remembered them being. Uh, yeah, this is. Yeah, this is mostly an overhaul of the two lobby areas they uh, okay. they announced. Yeah, and I think that's needed too. I, I think again, they kind of felt a little bit 
uh, older, right. especially in comparison. They definitely dated. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the high end. Well, plus, you know, like uh, which one was it? The Swan of the Dolphin that had the um, like the waterfalls kind of on each side when you were walking in. And now they just kind of have turned off all the water. I think it's the dolphin. That's the bigger one. Yeah. The Swan uh, just had like a little very intimate lobby with like a swan fountain, which, again, I think they turned off the that fountain, too. And the dolphin had the big waterfalls and everything. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And by the way, Robert uh, is asking, where is Canada? (laughs) Canada, after promoting the show, apparently has come down with some sort of uh, bug or virus or something. And she's hiding under the covers presently. So uh, thanks for the question. But um, but yeah, I I think I think uh, definitely needed. um, But the. The new hotel, not you're not so sure about that, and and it would be even a little bit weirder if it were by one of the Swan or Dolphin names. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Still, sometime this was just the first press release, uh, so we'll see if they share more details at a later date. But um, didn't you say like it? It didn't even go out like via standard press channels. It kind of yeah. Because I looked on their press website and it wasn't there. It was. It looks like it was sent particularly to corporate meeting uh, publications. There's a couple right. journals of corporate meetings. Apparently, that's a fairly big industry, and they all picked up the press release for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was again a little. That seems to be their focus. This is kind of maybe that's why it's separated from the other hotels. Maybe they got some complaints from some of the more smaller meeting goers that it was too, you know, busy with tourists and such. So this could be their way of isolating that a little bit. Yeah. That is a little odd, but hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll find out kind of where things are headed in the not too distant future, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, Another recent announcement. Uh, So if anyone has had the opportunity to do the um, Star Wars virtual reality experience, either at Disney Springs or downtown Disney in Disneyland, uh, that is uh, created and operated by The Void, uh, which is a third-party company that does these types of experiences. Uh, They have announced uh, with Disney a co-announcement that they're going to come up with a second experience called Ralph Breaks uh, VR. Um, so it'll be somewhat time to the Wrecked Ralph sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, they uh, have not announced where it will be located at, uh, but uh, one of the uh, corporate communications directors did confirm that the Star Wars experience will not end as part of this edition. Um, so it sounds like this will either be added at a second location or because it is virtual reality, after all, uh, this could just be now an option. When you get there, you will be able to pick between either the Star Wars or Wreck-It Ralph experiences. Yeah, I'll have a, either one of you done the Star Wars experience? I have no, we haven't done it. I should probably go by and, and try it out. I mean, I think it sounds like to me, except for the cartoon fact of it, Wreck-It Ralph and it is obviously very well themed for that since that's the whole idea of the movie is being in the, you know, Ralph going out into right. the internet. <laughs> yeah. It seems to, seems to fit the whole thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't tried it either. And I, I really don't know anybody who has, so. I don't know anyone who has either. I'm going to have to do it. We should take a poll. 
<laughs> Has anyone tried that? Put a poll up. If you're listening here, or put a put a poll up on the page, maybe too. Yeah. Have you done it? Right. I mean, yeah. it is a it is a paid experience. So um, again, that may not be something. A lot of people again, it's at down at downtown Disney or Disney Springs, depending on which coast you're at. So that also maybe is a little bit of a different place for it. People aren't really expecting to go to those shopping centers and and do that. Um, and do something. Yeah, but uh, from from the guest reviews I have seen, they have been fairly positive on it. Um, the, the only complaint I kind of saw, or at least thing to be cautious of, was I guess the amount of gear you actually wear during it. Um, it is pretty pretty cumbersome. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just we're oh, she's like, she's reading it. It depends on the day, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda asked if there's a angel or a devil on his shoulder. So I, I just thought that was funny. Sorry. Um, and and Robert actually asked too whether the Swaffin was going to be part of the Disney family, and I don't think so for the foreseeable future. So it's uh, uh, they have a lease on those properties, and uh, it's really what is it? I guess it's Marriott now, right? Mm, um, it's whatever Wyndham is. I thought. Is it, oh, is it Wyndham? Yeah, I thought it was Star. Maybe it's Starwood. I it's Starwood, it Starwood, but, but yeah. I thought Star. I thought Marriott bought Starwood because the SP merged with Marriott. The points and everything now. So I believe, I believe you're right. It was the Sheridan Starwoods, and yep. they were bought out by Marriott. Yeah. So technically, those because are Marriott property. Both, both um, rewards programs and got an email about how they were going to be merged together. Which, uh, quite frankly, is interesting because now Marriott is actually on Disney property where originally Disney, if you look in your Disney history, was in contract or, or contact with Marriott to build out resorts beyond the initial resorts. And they decided that they were just going to do it on their own. At that point, so I've read read a bunch of uh, uh, books on the history, kind of the way the property was built out, and and they decided that basically the Marriott properties at that time were too generic, and they passed on it. And I think they even they might have even signed a contract with them and then broke it. But um, Hmm. somebody might want to fact check that last part. But I am very sure that uh, there's another party in it though, because isn't it like Tishman or someone actually owns the land? And then Marriott or Starwood is just renting it from them. I thought there's another name in there that I always thought, gets brought up. Well, I thought Disney owned the land and they are leasing it back for like a hundred years to someone who then yeah, built another, the hotels. Yeah, yeah, it may be it may be what you said, Jason. And and again, the Disney historians probably can can correct us. And Steve, Steve confirms. I, yes. I just looked back at the press release and neither Marriott nor Tishman are listed. So anyways. Right. So, and Meg says hello to Kat. So uh, just bring that up. But anyway, I think it's it just, there's a little bit of irony in that. I, I believe that they, they kind of broke the, the contract at some point, right. but I could, I could be wrong on that. my memory could be failing me. I'm old people. All right. <laughs> so, Oh, there we go. Steve says, there you go. Yep. Been leases Thanks, Steve. from Disney for ninety nine years, so it was right. I bet about a hundred year uh, lease on the land. Yep. So anyway, so all right. Uh, uh, so speaking of 
land, uh, there is a land that is closing at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, what? Yeah, I think this has started to make its way around the interwebs, but it was announced only internally to this point uh, to cast. And um, actually, a parent of a cast member on our boards, Zippy1 is their username, uh, also hey, confirmed Zippy. this. Um, but Rafiki's Planet Watch will close. Uh, looks like October 21st. Hmm. Um, so nothing further announced internally yet even on why. Um, also no public announcement yet, which is interesting considering we're under 30 days away. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens with that. If it's just like a very quiet closure, there's no train here um, sort of thing. But that's that, that's interesting because, you know, it's, it's going to be on all the maps. You're just going to have something kind of just disappear and turn back into trees. Um, there will be, I, yeah, that's funny. That's actually a funny reference, Jason. Yeah. I mean, that it is, it is on the, cause you know, I'm yes. picturing the park maps and yep. all of a sudden just trees starting to sprout yes. up along where the railroad used to be and yep. covering up Rafiki's planet watch. No, I saw a funny meme on that on the other day, which was, you know, uh, that moment when suddenly Rafiki's planet watch is everyone's favorite attraction. Yeah. And, and, they're fighting for it not to be closed. Right. I mean, the reality is I'm not sure it was anybody's favorite attraction, but by the same token, there was a train that actually took you back there. So right. um, it does seem and a little the odd. Train, yeah. The train is pretty cool. And I will actually tell you, Katarina can wave. It It is actually one of Katarina's favorite attractions. And we happened to be, I was at Epcot on Friday Mm-hmm. which is when I first found out about it. And we were visiting Animal Kingdom on Saturday. Right. And Katerina chose to pass up our Fast Pass initially for the Cali River Rapids to go over to go see the goats. It's wow. Because we Sorry. haven't been there. Now, I will say I don't go over myself very often. And yeah. I know Katerina's dying to say something, but she doesn't have a mic, people. So if you're wondering why she can't say anything, she can kind of talk into this one, but she cannot hear what anybody is saying except for me because she is a podcast stowaway. Um, so she actually has begged to go all the time because she loves mm. the petting zoo factor. But we were talking about it yesterday. So we decided to go over. Um, I brought... Justin's wife, Dawn, came over with me, and she had never been there, which I think might be um, true for possibly quite a bit of our viewing audience. So right. if you guys have never been there, we actually did a Facebook Live with a walkthrough, getting off the train, walking up around the building, through the petting zoo. Um, I did not get the train, unfortunately. The train ride kind of is pretty short, and, and you go past a couple of buildings, you see some uneventful. back areas. It's, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing happens. They tell you a little bit about some of the animals. Yep. Um, I think for us, we did it more when the kids were little. I don't. You, you guys probably remember because you don't. Neither of you had kids in that age group. You know, in the last couple of years, is the original badges that you would get that that passport book before they changed it to the Wilderness Explorer. Okay. It was like six things they had to get stamps for, and you had to go to Rafiki's Planet to get one of your stamps. So if you didn't go over to Rafiki's Planet then and get your stamp, you, the kids the couldn't get the whatever. I can't remember what the prize was at the end, a sticker, yeah. a pin, you know, whatever they got for doing all six of them. And I think that's probably why for me 
it was a place we went and my kids remembered because when they had that, they were in that like five-year-old, six-year-old range. So it was perfect for them to go over there, cool off, right. check out the animals, meet a few characters and, and pet stuff and coming back. But I myself never, ever go over if I don't have anyone with me. Yeah, I think I think pretty much um, we stopped going over there once our kids had grown up. And, and I can't remember really the last time we were there so and the train although the train was a little bit unique so i mean they built it basically to hide backstage areas so it it only it faces everybody one way so i mean which is which is kind of cool yeah i mean it's odd and cool at the same time you know but uh, i mean you you still see some of the backstage areas too which is which is kind of Kind right. of weird. You know, you see like cast members' cars parked around the buildings on your way back. Um, I will say it's I hadn't been for the last time I had been before was probably a couple of years ago, actually, when Katerina was in um, first grade and she's in fifth grade this year. We went there on a field trip. And of course, all the kids wanted to go over to the petting zoo, but we haven't gone on very much since then. There is still one of the wilderness explorer places over there at, you know, but again, that's not mandatory anymore for them to get their thing, to get their little prizes. Right. And nothing much had changed. You have some of the animals behind the windows. You still have the sound booths where you can see here sounds. Um, yeah. I can't you know, even remember there. It's been so long. Um, I the remember petting, petting zoo is pretty much mainly goats. Yeah. Okay. It's goats. There's some, I don't know if they're burros or donkeys. There's a couple of pigs, um, some other, you know, antlered animals. But the goats are the, really the thing that can be there. So I totally get why people don't go a lot because you're on a vacation. Right. There's, it takes a lot of time to go over there. You know, I mean, we did the express trip and it's still to get the train to go walk over, get to the building, come back. It takes at least an hour out of your time. Right. What well, does make you wonder whether and it's it some closes point, at six? Yeah, no, or five. It closes at five too. So it makes you wonder whether they'll uh, actually convert it to something else or an attraction or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mean, Justin did talk to the cast member who was at the entrance, right. and she told him that they, you know, as kind of as the report just say, they haven't been told anything concrete yet about what will be happening they were told that once it closes that all of the animals in the petting zoo and stuff will stay over there that area is still connected to the back area and that just guests just won't be allowed to go there it's just so they're they're basically just going to shut down a train ride and an area of the park and then just just leave it vacant for a while i yeah i don't seems odd but it does seem odd (laughs) <laughs> so maybe in a year from now we'll figure out what they were planning on doing with this. Yeah, but I mean, if you if anybody goes, if you go watch the video we did, there was maybe oh I don't know when we went over like a hundred people tops on the train, and what you know it, it's not like it's a big draw. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, speaking of other cuts at um, Animal Kingdom. Uh, I think we talked about on the last podcast, there's several live actor contracts being cut on September 29th. Uh, One more has been internally announced, and that is the live actors in the Rivers of Light show. Uh, So I think they play shamans. 
so they will also end on the 29th, and after then, uh, the show will continue uh, without them, without any changes, is what's being reported. Which, you know, it does seem, I mean, you guys may agree with this. It seems like every year, right about this time, we get announcements that there are cutbacks in XYZ show and and we're going to do this or that. And then followed by an announcement of what? New limited time offerings. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like on cue, you know, we're cutting this stuff. You know, we're not going to have live actors in this. We're not going to do this. And and you hear about like little cutbacks and then it's, we've got some limited time offerings. Usually it's not, it's kind of weird to call some of these limited time. Really? Okay. So, well, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm going back to the, uh, what was that? The limited time magic promotion they had or right. Where they called that the one year. So those things lasted about a month to two months, I think for a lot of that. Um, these are basically running, uh, from January 18th of 2019 through September 30th. So, I mean, they're kind of running almost a full full year. Um, yep. So, yes, that is the end of the uh, physical year, as Jim points out. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, for, for some, Ian, some companies. Ian, the part of Ian tonight is being played by Jim. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay, and, and I'll jump in there because I'm sure cutting those four positions is going to really affect <laughs> Disney's bottom line. The whole thing is this weird. Well, then uh, I guess we'll jump into what they're adding because actually they might be adding more right. by what they're, they're doing. So uh, maybe for once the uh, cynical approach is a little bit off and they've just decided to. Although, uh, although you don't know, it could be those positions of yeah. gas members and things like True. that. And, and, you know, where they had two lines running, they might have one line running. So there you never know. Always it's, that. Yeah, there is always that. But we'll take the uh, high road here and assume that so, uh, well, right? Uh, yeah, always. always. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we talked last time, the uh, move it, shake it, dance it, play it, tweet it, celebrate it. Street Party was ending. Um, its date was a little bit offset from the others. Um, and that is because it is actually being replaced. It is not completely ending. Uh, it'll be replaced starting January 18th. By the Move It, Shake It, Mouska Dance It street party. But no tweet it? No tweet it. No, we're not tweeting. <laughs> okay. Not tweeting or playing or interacting. That, that was when they tried to make it interactive. You could tweet things and they'd show up on the uh, floats. I thought, I thought you were actually joking about that when you first said that. Like, well, I am joking that it's in the name, but um, I think that was the play it side of the, of the name. So, yeah. I think tweet it should be in the uh, be, yeah okay. Um, well, sure, they can keep going for the longest event name ever. I love right. that they've been consistent, and it always starts with move it, shake it. Yeah, so right. if you forget the rest of everything they've added, you can say it's the move it, shake it, um, blah 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 dance party. Right. Yada yada dance party, right? So <laughs> then over at Hollywood Studios, uh, they are celebrating Pixar films uh, huh. for for that period of the year. Um, so starting January 18th and again running through um, uh, September 30th will be a Celebrate the Incredibles, uh, which the no details on what that is, but the key point here is it'll reopen Pixar Place. Uh, so Pixar Place, which was recently walled off uh, as part of the Toy Story Land opening, will be reopening with this uh, seasonal, if you will, uh, entertainment offering. So no details on what that is yet. 
but obviously there's quite a bit of space back there for them to do that. Um, then they also included it as part of this announcement. Um, but uh, Star-Lord and Groot, uh, Baby Groot, excuse me, uh, meet and greet is going away. It'll be replaced by Mike and Sully um, from uh, Monsters, Inc., of course. Um, and huh. character cast are reporting this will be the same meet and greet, essentially, that used to be on the streets of America before all the Star Wars construction started. Uh, then over at Animal Kingdom, they're doing a celebration of the Lion King, uh, again, from this January 18th to September 30th period. Uh, so far, they have only announced the details that there will be a Hakuna Matata time dance party. Um, there will be multiple uh, photo spots set up uh, with scenes from the movie. Um, if anyone saw the Incredibles ones they set up as part of the uh, Incredible Expo in Tomorrowland, it'll probably be something like that. Hmm. And then uh, just more details to be revealed. But they're uh, stating that will kind of be a big, big celebration there. So uh, all that announced for 20, 2019 dates. We started right, so we, it's Dance Party Central. Pretty Dance much. Party Central, yes. Pretty yeah. much, dance, dance, dance. No, it was uh, the Epcot Dance Party that you saw the other day, Cindy. That wasn't on that list or anything, was it? It was just a dance party somewhere. It was just a dance. It was a dance party. It was. It was really weird too because I was there over for food and wine, and I probably had heard that it was there, but I didn't remember. And they come in and they set up these screens like they're, the screens aren't there the whole time the and in the video there's like the the little the jumbotron and there was um little circles that say like the dance party thing those weren't out earlier either and i could actually i was over it's like if you're looking towards world showcase and you go to the right kind of behind where club cool is and the butterfly house usually goes okay so that's where they have one whole section they always have that extra section set up over there for food and wine. There's like a set of um, three places that have food right. there yep. and then um, another place right there. So I was all the way over there and I heard, I could hear the music and I was like, what in the world what? is that? What? So I went over to check it out. <laughs> right. And there you have it. People and shaking it was their a boots. dance party. Right. <laughs> Indeed. Just a pop-up dance party. Apparently. Pop-up dance party just out there in the middle. It just, it felt really weird. Like I, it, it make, it makes sense to me that that's where it was because right. it's in front of the fountains and they have a big open place. And um, I don't think, have, I, have either of you ever been able to go during the January festival, the international festival of the arts? No. no. Last time they I set up stuff there too yeah. for that. Like usually during that festival, um, a couple years ago, they had live statues set up there. So they do use that area to put specialty things in, and it's is a big open area. It right. just seemed really weird because you could hear the music all across that area and the the food booths and. Um, but I mean, you know, the kids seem to enjoy it. We. I think on our poll, my unofficial poll, we had many more people against the dance parties than for them. I didn't really weigh in myself, but I'll say my personal opinion about the dance parties are they don't bother me. Mm -hmm. And the kids do like them because I happen to run into the Chippendale Dinosaur Dance Party, whatever that one's called. Is it Donald's Dance-O-Rama? I don't know. So (laughs) 
and again, kids yeah, really liked it. Very That's small cool. crowds at the dance party, you know, super yeah. cute characters around. Right. So they don't bother me. I just don't like right. the idea that, okay, we'll give you a dance party and now you have entertainment. That That's my biggest gripe. If you give us the dance party, but give us something else too. Let's stop taking the easy way out. Right. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it was actually kind of a joke today because I was at uh, Maker Fair in New York City, right? And so um, I looked over to the one section and there was a dance party going on. And I was like, uh oh, Maker Fair's jumped the shark. <laughs> like they were having like <laughs> disco music piped in under a tent. I'm like, what is going on here? This is not, this doesn't fit in. But um, yeah, after talking about it in so many different places, it seems like, like each, park now pretty much is having I think every dance. Yeah, I think everywhere has one. So let's see can Katarina say something and let me see if they, can everybody hear you say hello. Hello. Can okay. you guys hear her okay? Yeah, we heard her fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so Katarina, you're ten. So come close to the mic and just lean in. So what do you think about dance parties as a ten year old with characters? Uh, good question. Do you like them? It's weird because, like, like, grown people will just kind of just start dancing and they'll be, like, right now. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> where'd she go i don't know somebody hit the wrong button but that's okay she's coming back kind of a good transition talking about kids and characters and adults and characters um this became a little bit of a hot topic here recently on the discussion boards, which Mm -hmm. i'm sure all of our listeners go to frequently and if not intercot.com slash Discussion. Discussion. Yep. Um, so at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, um, they recently announced that Artist Point uh, will be adding a character meal. Uh, so Artist Point uh, previously has been pointed out by many as a one of the more romantic adult restaurants on property. Uh, so there was a lot of feedback saying they didn't like it was becoming a character meal. Uh, but there was also a lot of feedback saying they liked it because uh, it's going to be a Snow White character meal. Um, which is, uh, I guess, something a little bit unique on property right now. So the characters will be Snow White, Dopey, Grumpy, and the Queen uh, will all be part of that character experience. Uh, so they didn't give an exact date when it would start. Uh, they just said winter. So I'm not specifying if that's winter 2018 or 2019. <laughs> um, since Could that season does split the year. But uh, that is coming. Uh, so a lot of intercutees shared their thoughts on that. Some obviously liking the addition of another character meal, as those can get quite crowded. Right. Uh, when trying to book things, you know, 180 days or less in advance. Um, others not real happy about it because that was, you know, a favorite sort of spot or uh, reprise to get away from sort of the uh, kids at, at Disney World if you wanted to have a just adult <laughs> dinner somewhere. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, Be more yeah, on that. people love their character meals. So, yep. I mean, it's not surprised we're, we're getting more additions there. So, 
Not at all. I don't know. I I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I have actually never eaten there myself. I've okay. stayed at Wilderness Lodge a couple of times, but I've never eaten at that particular restaurant. Hmm. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, I guess what it says, we'll see. And I know Jim, we have a comment from Jim. To me, it says that exactly what Jim just said. It, it has to not be busy enough for them to be putting mm, a character yeah. meal in there to try to get people in. Like if they, if it was full all the time and they were doing great, I don't think they would have a need to put a character meal in. It's not like the prices there are cheap at that restaurant. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we've learned anything, uh, certainly economics plays a heavy role in deciding what to do with things a lot of times. So that it mustn't, it mustn't be visited as much as they'd like. So yeah, figure they can make more money this way. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, some other additions. Um, so uh, we've kind of noticed the trend. We've talked about it here about more kind of outside of regular park hour, hard ticketed events. Um, so those are continuing. Uh, so Disney after hours, um, which is the event at the magic kingdom um, where you get uh, Mickey bars included in your park ticket admission and access to, uh, 25 attractions um, that takes place generally uh, at park close, which can be anywhere between, uh, I guess, 8 and 10 p.m., and then an additional, looks like, three hours of extra park time. Uh, so they've announced dates on this uh, for late 2018 um, all the way up through uh, spring of 2019 now. So the latest date is actually March 7th, 2019. Uh, so those dates have been announced, and those tickets are on sale. Um, kind of going back to the comment of far as must uh, still be you know doing it. That's kind of the opposite. People must still be buying those tickets, uh, even though they are they are a bit pricey. I think they're almost like one hundred and twenty dollars. I think per per person, and that's adult or child. I don't believe they, mm-hmm. they split that one. Um, yeah, that sounds Cindy, right. I if think you're an you, annual pass holder, it. you get thirty dollars off. So. Yeah. And I think DV doesn't DVC get a discount as well. I thought I saw. I'm sure they probably, uh, probably. Did too. And again, Justin did it, and Justin Justin loved it. Yeah, um, so I'm, I mean, I think I. No, go ahead, Cindy. Sorry. I was going to say I I don't know. I mean, because I'm usually definitely on the don't pay for any. You know, you guys know all the time. I'm like, I have an annual pass. Why should I pay extra money for stuff? But. I don't know, three hours. So, what for pass holder? It'd be like ninety five dollars for me because I think it's one twenty or one twenty five. Yep. But if it's empty and they right. stays empty, I suppose it can be worth it, you know. But to me, it's almost more like getting towards, as they've been getting on more and more stuff, everything's getting towards a premium. You want right. to not have a line, pay us extra money and come right. at this time. You want this, pay us extra money and come at this time. Yeah, I which mean, I don't like. Part of me hates that, and then part of me goes, uh, "Well, I'm bringing my wife down in, in about another week or so from now, and I can tell you, if one of those nights falls on the time where we will be there, she would be all over that, like because she hates mm-hmm. crowds. 
Yep. So yeah. the chance to to do the rides without having the hassle of a ton of people around, I think, you know, we would hop all over that, even though it would cost an arm and a leg for one night or whatever. Um, I think we would probably do it. Um, so I think that's well, kind of I what they're counting be, on, you know, people yeah, like, but like that. Yeah, say perfect for like you guys, right? Or yeah. like if I was just going with a friend because there's two of you. So yeah, it's expensive, but for a night out for the two of you for $120, yep. you know, to something yep. that can yeah, be I, worth it. I'm not sure I'd tell her how much it costs. <laughs> yeah. But so oh, don't worry that about it, honey. That's, it's included with the it just right. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. But just keep eating Mickey bars. I mean, I'll tell you why later. Just, just take a whole bunch of those. Because hey, you do get free stuff, right? could probably yeah. eat $120 worth of Mickey bars. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm um, sure he could. So, so speaking of those and speaking, of, you know, are they worth it or not? Uh, we can play prices right again for this uh, next topic. So there's Fun. another, Uh-oh. there's another hard ticket event just got added. Um, it started September 17th. Uh, it's okay. at Disney's Hollywood studios. All right. It expanded Disney early mat. Excuse me. Disney early morning magic has been expanded uh, to Hollywood studios. So this hard ticket uh, yes. Gives you excuse, exclusive limited time access to only Toy Story Land. So it's okay. three attractions: uh, Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucers, Toy right. Story Mania. Uh, you do get access to the uh, character meet and greets, okay. and it does include a continental breakfast at Woody's uh, lunchbox. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, so, and how long? Do you, so do, how much time, Jason? Are you there? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Um, it's 7.30 a.m. to 8.45 a.m., um, but the breakfast you get is available until 10 a.m. So what is that, an hour and 15 minutes of exclusive time? That's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so uh, anybody who's uh, uh, viewing, uh, go ahead and, and put your guesses in the uh, chat window right now. Um, and maybe we <laughs> should... Go on to something else and come back or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like how much do you think an, an hour and 15 minutes in the park with three rides and, uh, yeah, and a continental breakfast continental at the breakfast. lunchbox costs? Hmm. Well, we can we can we need the prices right. Yeah, yeah we I know. Prices right, song. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's <laughs> see. <laughs> oh, we, we've got at least at least Patty has chimed in, saying sixty nine ninety nine. All right. Uh, Steve says seventy nine. Jim says morning's too much effort. <laughs> <laughs> so like the one dollar bid. <laughs> Yeah, and Marcy just says her friends did that and loved it. Did Slinky Dog eight times, but uh, uh, I. What do you What do you think, Cindy? Where Where are you? I was going to go with sixty five dollars. Really, Amanda says forty nine. Yeah. So you said sixty five. Okay, um, sixty five. I'm, I'm liking Amanda's guess there. I'm, but I'm going to add another ten to it. I'm going to say fifty nine. Okay. I'm thinking the Starks cheated because uh, they each guessed a uh, one of the prices. Um, so oh, the really? adult the adult <laughs> ticket is seventy nine dollars, and the child ticket is sixty nine. Cheaters, cheaters. <laughs> Patty, are just very are just very good guessers. <laughs> I like I like Beth's uh, comment. Whatever it is, nope. 
Jim Lawler. I guess that everybody overbid. You know, that would bid at one dollar. So yeah, so seventy nine dollars for adults, sixty nine dollars for children. Uh, Extra hour essentially. Okay, so based on that, Marcy's friend who got to ride Slinky Dog eight times. Mm-hmm. Paid an average of almost ten dollars a ride, so we'll we'll knock off a buck for for continental breakfast. So eight dollars a ride and ten dollars for breakfast. And Patty and Steve are claiming that they did not cheat. <laughs> sure, really good guessers, that I guess. Just happened to be right on the nose, both of you. All right, okay. Still love you guys. <laughs> yes. Anyway, no, yeah. Wow, ten bucks a ride, huh? Well, you know, I mean, yeah. that's like riding the cyclone in Coney Island, right? Yep. So, plus you got breakfast too. If you had time to do it, riding Slinky. I mean, could you eat eight times in an? I guess you could in about an hour and a half. You could probably get on eight times. Right? Yeah, if there wasn't that many people there. Yeah, if you were just and your breakfast is till ten, so right. So I guess you you have to ride over and over again from seven thirty to eight forty five, and then you go eat. Right. Steve claims they just know Disney marketing. Well, it could be. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I did the one at Disneyland. Their Disneyland After Dark. Um, I was lucky enough to be there in May when they did the second Star Wars event. Um, right. I probably would not have liked the first one so much, considering it was sold out. Uh, the second one, not really. And it was. I think it was about a hundred dollars for. I think two to three hours, but it was, I basically had Disneyland to myself. It was, it was crazy. I got my own jungle cruise ride. That was kind of neat. Right. Um, so, I mean, those types of experiences are, are different because at, at points I'd like turn around and I would like look back and there was like no one, you know, behind me as far as you could see. So it was very, very interesting experience. I looked out a little bit because that was again, kind of a unique situation, but where they added that second event, I think a lot of people weren't expecting um, that had already gone to the first one, but, cool. uh, but yeah, I mean there there are there are benefits to those types of events because they do tend to uh, um, limit the attendance to some yeah. extent. Yep, no, it makes sense. So hey, while I'm thinking yeah. about this, so if you are watching the podcast, if you look at the post in the Facebook feed, the original post in the upper right hand corner, there are three dots, and one of the things you can select is to be notified every time we go live. So um, be sure and do that so that every time we have one of these shows and we take your questions and we go and do a podcast live, you get notified. So just wanted to throw that out there uh, mid-podcast to remind people. I'll try and do that in the beginning uh, from now on. But um, what else do we have? Uh, a couple of food updates. Before we go um, to listener questions. By the way, get yep. your questions ready. Okay. We're, we're uh, so more questions, but we got to get out of here on time for Cindy. Yep. So <laughs> starting at Epcot. We're doing fine. Okay, good. Um, Kringla Bakery Og Cafe. Um, I mean, that sounds French, um, which is in wow. Norway. It's the um, Norwegian bakery and pastry shop there. It okay. just reopened from a uh, multi-month refurbishment. Wow. Um, they did say they were going to expand the bakery. Uh, which they did, what they did not expand, though, was the seating area. Uh, so the seating area is still just that relatively small area outside. Kind of outdoor area? Yeah. Yeah, but the inside yeah. has now doubled in about size. So that should at least help with the um, queue issue they would have there sometimes. So did uh, that take away some of the gift shop then? 
No, it appears they were able to extend um, backwards into the. Uh, there must have been some backstage area the they restroom? weren't using. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to know. picture where they went. They pushed. They pushed. They must have pushed the kitchen and everything back further or hmm. something, um, or just rearranged it. You know, sometimes just bad interior layout and they move yeah. some things around. Hmm. Um, so there's a dedicated queue inside now, and. Um, it's it looks uh, like it's about maybe almost double the interior size that it used to be. Um, so far, everything seems to have come back that people liked so much. Uh, school bread, uh, the Kringla, the pretzel-like pastry, Viking coffee is all back. I got uh, I, you know what I got it really. Next time I'm there in two weeks, I am doing the school bread and I am doing yeah, the, do the coffee because I've not, I've done neither one of those ever. Right, really. Starting to feel like Ian and It's a Wonderful Life. I just have there are certain things you should try, and those right. are things I need to try. So we uh, we posted the full open reopening day menu on the uh, discussion boards. Um, the troll horns were not on there, and I'm not I'm not sure if those did come back. There were some questions about that. Uh, they haven't been in the uh, published uh, menus, um, but we'll see how that how that goes. Um, other, you know, I, 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 you know, I'll tell you. Even even when he's not on the podcast, he's trolling us. I swear, <laughs> but he doesn't have time to be on himself. Like he could join the podcast right now, but instead he he trolls us as intercot. Ian checking in via the intercot account. You guys know I stayed at the castle suite. Yes, Ian, we know. It could be a new role for Ian. He could be our online heckler. I do well, you know, that would fit him rather well. So, oh, and I'm, it says, uh, what, what's a troll horn? So is that like a, a, a filled? Yeah, I think it was horn. like a little, like a cream horn, basically. Was my yeah, understanding like of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, other I news. walked right by that, but I didn't go in the other day. I should have gone in and checked it out. All right. <laughs> um, so the plaza at the Magic Kingdom Park, uh, kind of known as the little-known hidden gem of a table service restaurant at the Magic Kingdom, uh, they will be adding breakfast. Uh, and their breakfast menu appears to be primarily based around Mickey waffles. Hmm. So nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, however... It's only going to be a seasonal offering. Uh, it is only being offered November 4th through January 5th. Okay. Um, hmm. And breakfast seatings will be starting at 10.30, uh, excuse me, will be ending at 10.30 a.m. starting at 8 a.m. Uh, it's not a character meal. Um, mm-hmm. So a breakfast offering, I guess, in the Magic Kingdom, that's not a character meal uh, for anyone interested in that. It looks like they're adding mm-hmm. it kind of right for the um, uh, run Disney weekend, actually when Ron Icott will be there and cheer Icott, um, and then just carrying it all the way through the holiday season up till January 5th. I think that's a good plan on their part, though, and I wonder if it works well if they would extend it. Because, like, so when you come into Magic Kingdom, you do have the Starbucks right there, but if you haven't had a breakfast before and you have kids with you or you're just hungry yourself, you got to kind of go far into the park to get breakfast. Yeah. That is a problem. Um, 
two other quick takes here before we go to listener questions. Um, we talked a little bit on the past podcasts okay. um, about the digital uh, room keys. Um, oh, so yeah. Using your phone to open your doors. Um, they tested it. I think it was starting at the Wilderness Lodge was the first one to get it. Uh, that has now been rolled out to every uh, Disney-owned and operated resort on on Walt Disney World property. Uh, so as of right now, it's still just an option. Uh, you can still use your Magic Band, um, or I guess there's still a, a key card option if you uh, choose not to use the Magic Band. Um, or you can now also use your uh, – has to be a Bluetooth-enabled uh, smartphone. Uh, so I think they're using the Bluetooth technology for that. Um, Which so makes sense. There. But question. Yes. Because uh, Justin brought this up and Cindy brought this up too. Is it part of the MDE um, app? Then? I, I believe so. Um, okay. we've, got a, we've got a video of it on the discussion boards. Right. Um, but I, I believe it is part of the part of the app. Now. So does that mean your app might be crashing as you're trying? To your very, very possible. Like yeah, I would not, I'm not sure I'd rely that on that only. That could be a huge problem. Well, Cindy, I mean, yeah. tell us because you and Justin over the last few and who's uh, traveling, I think back to New York right mm-hmm. now, but uh, had mentioned, he, is. he left this afternoon to come home. Yeah, he mentioned. Yeah, we had huge problems with the app. And I actually had problems on my iPad, on my phone, and even on the computer. I was having problems with it. Like when I was trying to um, check stuff to sync up my plans with him because we knew we were going to meet up, I kept getting the little messages on the computer saying we're aware some guests may be having problems with our services right now please try your request again later or something like that I'm like well that's great and then when we were actually in the park my phone froze several times on the screen it would open and then you could nothing would move and you could only see half the screen it would be frozen half open like you could see the wait times behind and your plans in the front nothing would move right um it crashed constantly whenever I tried to open it it would open and close itself circling and you know we both have different phones different services different OS tried Wi-Fi tried cellular is it like do you you have Android or do you have iOS do I have what Android or iOS I have an iPhone Okay, so you said you have different one. Now, did they have? They also have iPhones or whatever. I'm just curious if it's just. Yeah, I'm not sure if Justin has an iPhone or an Android, but his is definitely a different version than mine because my phone's really old. But he was definitely cursing (sighs) up a storm. He was. He he was very he was very frustrated. And I'm gonna say honestly, for me, um, I know sometimes for work and on some other trips I do, I tend I've stayed at the Hilton a lot. And the Hilton is always pushing their digital key. Like right. they'll send you your little thing, use your digital key. And I have never ever used it because of the same thing. I'm like, what if it doesn't work? What I if it. I use it? All the time now. Yep. And I'm standing at the Hampton, no? Hampton Inn right now. So I will tell you initially when they rolled it out, it I did not love it. And the reason I did not love it is because you had to open the app, then you had to go in, and then you had to click on the thing, and then you had to press the button. Well, now they've made it that basically when you're staying someplace, the first screen that comes up is your stay. And right down at the button or right down at the bottom is a thing that you press to open your door. 
So it's become a lot more convenient. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. love to get it to the point where if it's using Bluetooth, that it recognizes that I, much like um, iPhone can recognize like you're near a Starbucks and tell you that, yeah. you know, that, that do you want to, you know, check out Starbucks now? I wish it would tell me, okay, I'm right near my door. Do you want to unlock your door now? But apparently that's not quite there yet. But yeah, I actually use it all the time now. I pick out my room so in I advance. People- and. Yeah, at Disney, though, where you already have your band or your fob or your thing, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a bad thing that they offer it, but with all of this push with the magic bands and your tickets are on it and, you know, your fast passes and all of this, you would think you're always going to have that on you. So what's the appeal of also having it on your phone? Right. I'm a little confused by that as well as to why they do that but i mean you know but i mean i I don't know if i can show this but like right at the bottom now it opens up and there's the you know tap to unlock and they chose the digital key so you don't have to go into the digital key anymore to do it and there it is it it actually it's for this it's convenient i don't have a magic band for hilton right Um, right but where you're wearing the magic band the whole day, unless your phone is going to eventually be your magic band. I don't understand the, the added necessity for this, but unless they got comments that people weren't bringing, didn't want to bring their magic bands. If they weren't going to a park, maybe like if you're going to Disney Springs or going universal, maybe yes, use your phone. I I mean, I guess, you know, actually that's probably a a pretty good point that if you, if you were going off property or something and maybe I don't want to wear my magic band universal. Yeah. And I am bringing my phone with me. At least I would have my key. Um, So maybe, I I mean, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Uh, So last, last topic uh, before we go to the uh, listener questions or Panel puzzlers, as we sometimes call panel them. Puzzlers. Panel puzzlers. Panel puzzlers. Not sure how many people ever got to experience this. I did not do it. Uh, but at Typhoon Lagoon, there was the uh, Shark Reef, uh, I guess, diving experience. I did um, that. Did you do that? You swam over top of the the sharks. like, right. And I thought that was very bizarre. I did that once and decided I didn't ever want to do that again. It, um, well, it closed in 2016. Um, and for a while, people were speculating if there would be another attraction to be replaced over top of it. Would they open it, turn it into something else? Uh, but now one could say that the future of the attraction has gotten a lot more concrete uh, because it's been filled in with concrete. Uh, they just... So, yeah, it's it's been filled in um, and basically just turned into more uh, seating area. So um, I don't know if that's really an, an issue at Typhoon Lagoon, that they don't have a lot of seating, but they now have that whole area filled in. Uh, they did leave kind of as just an homage to the former attraction, like, Disney does do a lot of times the capsized uh, ship uh, is still there. Uh, so now in the uh, just kind of filled in around it. So now in the uh, seating area, there's this capsized ship just to kind of add to the more of the theming of Typhoon Lagoon. Um, not really sure. I mean, it's, I guess it's covered in sand, so it looks like it's a beach. Um, mm-hmm. It's not sure why there's a capsized ship stuck in the beach, but maybe it's a high tide, low tide thing. 
people. Right. I, I, I don't know. In my, in my warped head, I was picturing like a shark fin sticking out of the concrete. That was horrible. But you said that. Anyway, if that's what I was thinking. Sorry. But, uh, no, it was cool. I, I mean, but it, I, I, part of me was like scared, you know? I don't know. So I guess it is what it is. It's gone. It now. sounds cool. I never did it. Yeah. Sad. So sad. It's gone. So are we moving on to uh, viewer questions at this point? I believe we are. I believe we are. I mean, we should have probably uh, asked for a question before we did that. But okay. So, well, uh, are there now land sharks in that area? Steve wants to know. <laughs> land shark. <laughs> no. Into a slightly older demographic there, I think, with that one. <laughs> right. So, yeah, actually, uh, if you guys have any questions you want us to cover before we get out of Dodge for the evening, uh, we can do that. I realize there is a little bit of a delay um, going there. Um, Cindy, was there anything else in the in the parks this um, past week where you were there? Uh, anything um, going on? If people haven't seen it on the page, I put up a little bit of, um, I did a little bit of a live for the new Up Bird show. Oh, that's I will right. Be willing, I, I'm going to be honest with this and say I stopped the live because I thought the show was really boring. And um, I don't know, you guys can watch what how much of it that I put up, but I was like, oh, this is not very interesting for people to be watching from home. So um, they added a whole bunch instead of it just being the birds. There's a whole there's a whole story where um, Russell and you know the dog from Up come out and it's back and forth with them talking and very little of the birds doing anything or being seen. A, a lot more of that. So okay. um, I mean, I'm glad I went. We we're glad we went and saw it once because we always like to try out the new things. But um, Cool. I wouldn't be on my recommended list. And it has a fast pass. So please, 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 please do not waste your fast pass on that. We went in non-fast pass. The main difference is you get better seats slightly with the fast pass. Um, I, I wouldn't that big a theater, waste though, on, really. on that. Huh? Not that big of yeah, a theater, outdoor really. Theater. Yeah, I know, but it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, how much better a seat are you getting, really? Vaguely, you get the people, the standby line, you go in and you're to, you go in and you go to the left. So you're in like the left hand section. The people with the fast pass get the center section. Not sure who gets the section on the right, but so. Okay. um, That's total. That I, to me, that was a total waste. Let me see anything else in Animal Kingdom. Um, not much. Not much has changed. We we went and um, it's pretty much yeah, you know, not a lot else going on there. I actually didn't go over to. Oh, Ian. <laughs> yes, it's a very compelling reason to go to Animal Kingdom. Right. right. I'm gonna say, in all honesty, we had a really fun day there yesterday. I know how much Ian hates that park, but um, right. we had a good time. It wasn't that busy outside of the Pandora section, so we got to go on like lots of stuff with just 10-minute rides. <laughs> I, I don't know if maybe um, Toy Story is helping pull people off, or it was also a Saturday, which means at Epcot, I'm sure it was um, full of people eating and drinking. So That's it was cool. it was a good day at Animal Kingdom. I do have pi- a few more pictures for anybody who asked um, 
of some of the foods from Food and Wine. I haven't posted them yet. I'll be posting a couple during the week. Okay. So we do actually have a question. Uh, what is this called? The panel puzzler or something like that? Okay. All right. Panel good. puzzlers. Good. So uh, Patty Stark asks, uh, what is your favorite breakfast on property? Hmm. <laughs> You'll start. Okay. <laughs> and, and, oh, it, and, like, and, and he went away. Went a, it was Kona Cafe, and he says, back? Kona back? Cafe. And there he's back. Kona Cafe and okay, Tonga there Toast. There you go. Okay. And oh, Tonga Toast. Okay. You're giving an actual specific yes. thing. For breakfast. Now, can, can we go? Uh, can we go old school or new school too? Sure. Because I'm going to go old school. Uh, Sarah Lee uh, Bakehouse on Main Street, USA. Coffee cake and orange juice. All time favorite. Nothing to this day. Even like this past week when I uh, evacuated uh, Hilton Head and went to my mom's house, she had the Entenmann's uh, coffee cake. Uh, that you can get and had that with orange juice and immediately transported right back to my youth um, uh, Main Street USA getting that for breakfast. So even though it wasn't Sarah Lee, but fantastic. So that's that would be my favorite. And, and I'm and- kind of torn on my favorite because I'll be honest, we we have not been doing breakfast as much because we have definitely been switching more to doing day trips than overnight trips. So we don't get breakfast as much as the parks. My breakfast is more likely to be Starbucks in my car on the way there right. than doing stuff. But um, I would say so I'm going to go with my favorite breakfast for bringing the kids and my kids favorite breakfast has always been the breakfast at Ohana with um, Stitch and Mickey particularly because it's endless Mickey waffles and my children adore Mickey waffles and that's always their first pick over any of the buffets or anything like that there's nothing wrong with a good Mickey waffle so yeah but I have to admit right now yeah I'm like you I, I pretty much hit the Starbucks or something and get like a breakfast sandwich now. So that's kind of, although it used to do uh, the, when you could do it, the French pastry shop, when you actually could do that in the morning, um, they would mm-hmm. open that up early in the morning and, and do that. And I would do that. So yeah, that's, anyway. yeah, that's always a good, good choice at Epcot. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Amanda wants to know, is there any more gondola information? I thought it was confirmed. No AC. The gondolas are like ski gondolas. They are detachable and move fast. And I think pretty much everything we've seen, right, is pointing to the fact that, yeah, there are no AC. Nope. The, uh, there will be ventilation, uh, but no, no cooled ventilation. Right. And, right. and electric systems, I guess, is what was really confirmed. But. Yep. So, I mean, that's... Another thing that just seems so odd to me, that whole thing. The, and the thing, because I could see them quite a bit driving around this weekend, and, you know, obviously they're really high in the um, support systems, or you can start to see them everywhere, and they're they're just massive, and yeah. I don't know. It's, to me, like, from one of the ones where you can see right at Epcot, it's not very attractive. Right. But, no, I mean I'm I'm with you. I, I still I don't quite get it, but uh, maybe it'll all, you know, 
come together at some point and it'll make sense to all of us. You know, a lot around that's not very attractive. If like you guys are going to Disney, you have that guardians of the galaxy building in cranes is just huge. And they have a parking lot. And then, um, there's other construction you can see on the other side of Epcot towards the back. And you can see some of the gondola structures going towards, um, the Epcot Resort entry when you look that way and you can also the the building down at Coronado Springs that tower is just like massive and just sticks up when you're going down the road unbelievably right yeah I I mean again Patricia Rockwell saying why wouldn't they add AC to the gondolas it can be done I'm like yeah yeah I, I just can't imagine. We're, we're all going to find out because I guarantee you I will try and take a ride in one during one of the hot yeah. months and see what it actually is like. Um, I'm sure you guys probably will, too, just to, you know, out of curiosity. But oof. I can't imagine either. I mean, so I'll hear you. So today is what? Today's September 23rd. So the last two days at Disney, it was like 90. I mean, it's it's September, you know. Right. It's, it's been still. It was hot when I was down there yeah. a week ago. I mean, really hot. So I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, moving on, let's uh, go to uh, Jim Lawler's question. Uh, has anybody gone into the Wonders of Life Pavilion? Sorry, Festival Center. Explain to me why it's not used <laughs> year-round. Um, I, want to take I, I can't explain why they don't use it. I, <laughs> I did go into yeah. it for food and wine. Um I, I don't know if you have like any like any additional question with that, Jim. I went in. Nothing has changed for the festival center. When you go in, they've got the same thing set up. You you walk in and they have one like food booth in there. They've got the section where they do the displays. They've got the chocolate in the back. They do have a special little pass holder section in there now, where they used to have that like little theater where they would do some. Um, of the food and wine presentations since they don't use it regularly anymore. You go into there and you have to go there to get your pass holder magnet the first time you go during food and wine and you go back there for the, when you get it for the fourth time, that's where you go and get your little miniature cutting board. Right. Um, they have the, if again, I did a bit of a live of the shop in there, which is where you can get some of your pass holder merchandise if you're stupid like me and felt like you had to buy the pass holder picture for an unknown reason, even though you don't need one. Um, <laughs> kind of like most Disney souvenirs. <laughs> you really need them. It, it seemed like a good idea at the time. That's that's usually um, what they do. They do seem like a good idea at the time, and then there's that. So yeah, yeah. what are you gonna do? But I mean, the building is for if anybody's been in there. Like if if you just go into the restroom while you're in there, that building is very dated at this point. So. Um, I don't know what else they would use it for other than festivals or, or sort of things. It's definitely not in a state, I think, where they could put something in there again right yeah, away. It would be a major rehaul. They filled out all those permits um, a while back and even had job openings to look for interior designers. And um, obviously nothing has come of it so far. So maybe maybe after the Food and Wine Festival ends, we'll see some construction. But Yeah. Um, or the project was canceled. That that does happen sometimes. It does. It does indeed. 
So Patty asked who's going to uh, be at Run Icot in a month. So uh, we will be down there uh, over my birthday weekend. What is, so what are the official dates, Jason? It's like the first through the fourth? Fifth, I think. Fifth? Fourth, yeah. let, me, yeah. let me look. I'm Something like that. I have it on my phone. We're still waiting for the official courses to be announced to be able to um, let you know where exactly to join our cheering section and things like that. But um, we should have that information pretty soon, I would imagine. Yeah, so I believe it's the 5Ks on the 2nd, the 10Ks on the 3rd, and the half marathons on the 4th, which is the Sunday. So it probably does officially start the 1st because usually they have the expo open the day before. Right. Maybe even Wednesday, yeah. So, yeah, no charge uh, to attend the Run ICOT uh, cheering group. Um, unless it's in the parks, in which case you have to have a park ticket. But, uh, you know, be sure and join us out there. Uh, it should be a good time. I know uh, Justin's going to be, from the podcast, going to be running his first half marathon ever, officially, um, there. He is, and he's going to be awesome. So people give Justin some love on the posts. Because well, he's training really hard. What's cracking me up is I think he's training to beat me. I am not even joking about that. I think he's looked at my times and suddenly I'm like, Justin, you're like, like getting up on my times. What are you doing? <laughs> like, he like, mm-hmm. Yep. I am. So Justin maybe he's very serious. I'm so, I, he's, no, he's not with us, but I'll tell you all you guys, I am so proud uh, he, of him. He started yeah. doing the five K's years ago and struggling with the five K's and, you know, yep. he's, going to be rocking this half marathon. I mean, John always rocks them. John, even when he hasn't trained as decent. <laughs> I, do, I do not. I mean, you do. I, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm well south of average. But um, but I do have fun doing them. So And Disney races are always fun to do anyway. So yeah. uh, But Justin, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen Justin in the past year or so, you won't recognize him. He looks amazing. I mean, he's worked so hard uh, yes. getting to where he is. And uh, also, his training regimen has been amazing. I mean, I've been following him for a while, and he's mm-hmm. he's sticking at it, which it probably tells me that he's going to beat me, which <laughs> I would not be surprised. And I will not be ashamed either if he does, because yeah. man, he's put in the hours. So uh, if he does, I will. Well, I'd say I'd buy him a beer, but he doesn't drink beers anymore. So. Um, I will try and buy him a beverage of his choice at that point. So, so, yep, should be fun. Yeah, so it should be, and I think, and um, Justin's wife Dawn is doing the ten k. Yep. And isn't isn't Car- is Carolyn doing the ten k? I don't know if she's still listening to us. I think. Or if she went back to bed since she's I'm, sick. I, yeah, she's not feeling well, so I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure if Canada I is doing the race. She was doing something, I thought. Well, I she, she it might be the just 10, the five. But I could be wrong. Might be the five. The five. Yeah, the five. I couldn't get registered for. I just was not quick enough on the on the draw. So, hey, what are you going to do? So, it'll, the ten and the half well, will be. That'll be enough running for one weekend. Yeah. So, by the way, I if you guys if you guys uh, need any uh, run icot apparel, just stop by uh, intercot dot com uh, slash shop, and there's still some stuff there. Um, you know, if there's anything you want as far as dry fit shirts or stuff like that. Um, I got to see if I, I think I, whether I have a Ron Icott hat or not. I, I've been meaning to do that for a while, so maybe I'll get that up online. But um, is there anything else we need to cover? Nope. 
Mm, nope. I think so. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll just start playing us out here. So uh, do us a favor, all right? Drop by Magical Journeys uh, at uh, yourmagicaljourneys.com and visit the folks there. Nancy and crew, they'll plan your next Disney vacation, and they will do an outstanding job of it. They've been our longtime official sponsor, and there is nobody better on the Internet in planning your Disney vacation than the folks at Magical Journeys. Be sure and stop by there. Also, if you are getting tickets to Walt Disney World, Patrick at the official ticket center can save you a ton of money. Do not pass him by. Do not go to go. Do not stop. Go to the official ticket center. I don't even know what that means. And visit them uh, by clicking. uh, Go to our site first. Uh, click on the sponsor link for official ticket center so they know that we sent, you know, you to them. Um, but, uh, be sure and check them out. Uh, the folks there are fantastic. They've been in business for tons of years. They are not a timeshare resale place or anything. They're not going to try and sell you on anything else. All they do is sell tickets. And uh, they've been doing it for a long, long time, and they're an official Disney partner. So check them out, theofficialticketcenter.com. And magical journeys. So for Cindy, Jason, and myself, John, we are out of here. Episode 116 coming to a close. Another Intercot Insider Live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for viewing. And thanks for all your comments. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Bye-bye. 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 Like my high-tech sound effects here, folks. He's playing the theme on the iPhone. That's what happens when you're traveling. Quite Bye cutting now. edge. <laughs> I know, cutting edge. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>